Welcome to Sponsored by Nobody, this week sponsored by Olives. Black or green, they'll keep you lean. It's December 2020, and you're listening to Leaves in the Jungle, Season 1, Episode 3. In this game, we will be using the Wild Sea World setting and system. It is still in playtest rules, so we're going with that. We'll start with another creative prompt, because these have been fun, and I've been liking them. I don't know about you guys, but too bad if you don't. Um, I don't think the gear rabbit has anything bad to say about it. Yeah. <laughs> so far. Um, okay, what does a fire grape make you think of? Uh, makes me think of a living plant, similar to the snapping cords we have now that re- like reacts violently. Also known as like possibly cherry bombs to other people. And you can literally throw them at people to explode them. Okay. Okay, I like it. Yeah, I'm either thinking like a very spicy snack or like tiny bombs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it could just be a euphemism for hand grenade. Ooh, okay, okay. Because it's not like there's anybody around to tell you that that's its name anymore. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. You're right. We can call things whatever we want. <gasps> Possibility. Could be a funny name for like a boil or something. Ooh, okay. Cool. Okay, well, that was our little warm up. Uh, who wants to talk about last episode? What did we do last session? Uh, last session was pretty good. We got our first introduction to the quote unquote A team? No, B team. We're the B team. Uh, we end up finding the uh, episode one's cruise ship and claiming it as our own, uh, proceeding to bumble our way away from a storm and some. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. um, and I can't remember what they're called, like Iron Rays? Iron Jaw Rays. Iron yep. Jaw Rays. Yeah, we ended up like finding like a pod of those dancing on the storm. We had a close brush with them. Uh, ended up meeting, making it to Junk City, where we met up with some other like Shankling wild sailors who introduced some uh, tales of Drock, who was mentioned in episode one, and his crew. Uh, and yeah. then I think everyone else had their own adventures too. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, um, and so I i guess we didn't do this part. We're just bumbling all over this place today. I don't know what we're doing. I am Ian playing the Firefly, and we have... Austin playing Zitsiyaku, the Zelikray. I'm Bev playing Rook the Ardent. Uh, I'm Dylan playing Jison, the Gao. And I'm Jonathan playing Gomez Moonglow the Ectus. Perfect. Um, yeah. Okay. Now that we've bumbled our way through our beginning, I'm proud of us. We. I, I'm. I'm just gonna blame the time of day it is. We're professional like, sailors. Yeah, we know what we're doing. <laughs> um, so, your crew, you guys. Last we saw, you were going to bed, and it was pouring rain. As you wake up in the morning, storm is still kind of miserable weather but not no nowhere near as bad pouring rain 
Uh, the next few days, the storm kind of dissipates. And finally, you see a ship coming in, and it is Cremini's ship. Cremini is the gal that Emmett told you about. Cremini's ship pulls into harbor. You can see them loading and unloading stuff as they're kind of working. Cool. Uh, <laughs> I approach and uh, shout out if he's had uh, good luck on his scavenging run. He kind of looks at you. Yes, yes. Hello. Um, who are you? And what? 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 Why are you talking to me? I'm Sisiaku. I'm a Shankling who's recently recovered Drakshaltree's ship and records of his sailings. We were told you had findings recently. Oh, wait, Drak. You recovered Drock's ship? Did something happen to Drock? Yes. <laughs> he seems to have disappeared and we recovered his ship. <laughs> so <Wait>. sus. <laughs> <laughs> literally, I am literally I imposter. <laughs> oh. He kind of looks at you. Uh, oh, um, and then as as he's kind of contemplating what to do with you, uh, Emmett shows That's up, fair. and Emmett, you know, waves at him. Hello, hey, uh, yeah, this this is a friend of Drox. Uh, we've been chatting the last number of days. You you had info on the. That tree. You said there there was some something weird in the area. Maybe maybe that's what took Drock. Saved by the firefly. <laughs> um, and so yeah, Kermini looks back. Oh, I hate talking to myself. Kermini looks back and says to Emmett, "Yes. Uh, oh, of course. The the tree. No, that that wasn't a tree. That's a wolf trap angler. They're they're a leviathan. Haven't you guys heard of them? They're they're those huge leviathans that have trees growing out of their heads and bodies. They they pick them from all around the world and grow them on their back. And then they have this long limb that they kind of dangle it out there and use them to trap prey. They're, they're massive. I've seen them swallow an entire ship whole. Uh, there's even rumors of people living in them for weeks at a time before somehow escaping. These things are... They're terrifying. I'm I'm glad it's gone. But if that's got Drock, then oh, I I mean, if anyone can survive in that thing, it's Drock. But I I oof, I'll I'll say a word to my ancestors for him because that's oh, can't be a fun time. Do you know where you spotted this thing? We have records from Drock in a diary about a week ago. I look over at Gomez. Gomez, like not like nods emphatically. You had the you had the diary last. Yeah, yeah. He he looks at you. Yes, it, it, uh, Drock was, or not Drock the the thing that I guess we assume has Drock the the wolf trap angler. It, it's it's got to be. Oh goodness, goodness. Uh yes, north north. It must have been heading north. That's yeah yeah north. I I mean it moves not quick but it's it's 
definitely not slow either. It's it's definitely gone from this area. I I don't know where it's heading or where it will end up, but last I saw it, it was going north. North. These things don't uh, these things don't move in like a a herd or anything, right? Like this is like the only one that should be here. Oh goodness, I I've never heard of them traveling in a herd, but it's. I mean, anything's possible, but those, they're massive. They're, they're such giant creatures to think of a group of them in one location would be, it could almost eat an entire region. I bet. Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah. Let's try not to think about that too hard. (laughs) Everyone with a whisper, keep it to yourself. (laughs) Kind of look the other way. (laughs) It is at this moment when back at the ship, I am going to be uh, like not part of this this conversation, but uh, back on the ship, infusing a whisper into a, into a uh, chart at literally this exact moment. Oh, perfect, perfect. Uh, what whisper and chart are you infusing together? Uh, I am going to take my only chart, which is my chart of many colors, and I'm going to put a forbidden food into it. Ooh, Okay. So, uh, tell me what happens as you whisper this whisper into the chart. Obviously, the colors uh, in in the chart itself begin to, like, ripple and surge emphatically, much like the hallucinogenic effects that I myself have. And uh, it unfurls itself into a pathway leading to, I don't know, an island beyond something that would be somewhere in the... Uh, the rough region of where we are already intended to go to, to save Drock. Somewhere in the north, it looks like, on the map? Yes, that would be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, as as you three were, or at least the two Oh, no, you, I'm, I'm back at the ship. Okay, uh, the two of you, as the two of you talk about not releasing a whisper, you feel a slight chill on the back of your neck as you, as you somehow unknowingly know that your crew member has uh, used a whisper. Has done exactly that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rook, what are you up to while this is going on? Well, I'm just wondering, is this like the the effect of the... The whisper, would that be something that would like reverberate throughout the ship or just kind of be localized to the room? No, it's it's just local to the room. Like uh, you might have Yeah. You might see some like a little bit of color glowing from like under his door or through the window if you're walking by or something. What time of day is it? It's about noonish. Alright, then let's just say I was starting to head that way for lunch and then I saw the glow and now I'm just kind of staring at it going do I want to eat whatever's happening <laughs> or is he experimenting again? And I'm just kind of like standing there just debating with myself, but like only a few feet out of the door, you know? Fair <laughs> like, enough. Um... <laughs> Looks like a mad scientist lab, you know, eerie, eerie lights and noises all howling, <laughs> howling from under the door. And you're like, is that even cooking? I mean, I'm, I, I feel like I'm, like, staring at it going, like, I mean, on the one hand, it's lunchtime. But on the other hand, foods shouldn't glow. But on the other hand, I mean, that looks like fun. But on the other hand, fun can be terrifying in this world. 
But on the other hand, this just kind of goes on in my brain for a while in like perfect silence and like Scraps is just kind of like looking at me and looking at the door, looking at me, looking at the door going, um. I feel like we've definitely had a conversation in the past of like, I don't want to see what the sausage is made of. I don't have <laughs> right? anything that we could make sausage out of. But when the sausage but... is glowing rainbows, I'm so curious. I know. And it's so good. I don't want to ruin the illusion. I want to find out it's something gross. Because it's not. It tastes great. But man, like, it's like finding out your own hand is delicious. <laughs> okay, we've had the mushrooms. Says the cactus. Says the cactus, man. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tempt me. <laughs> I mean, in an emergency, in a desert, it's good survival. I mean, it'll, it'll grow back. <laughs> you may though. eat me in a case of an emergency. <laughs> uh, does um, Cremini have any other information? No, he he just knows. He, yeah, he kind of gives you a rough sketch of a wolf trap angler. Perfect. And tells you that it last he saw it was headed north. I can visualize it, and it is literally terrifying. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> it's just like, like its lower jaw of teeth is just made up of angry-looking teeth, like jagged trees and a huge, pretty tree. Oh, no, nope. Oh, no. It's like those... It's I like rush those... back to the ship, dragging Gomez with me. Like, oh, yeah. Like, look up wolf trap angler fish. It is that with like um, trees all growing along its back and then all of these like centipedal legs down its body. Uh, but it still has it still has the fins and the flippers. The and it has like rows of teeth. The centipede is what got me. Nope. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm imagining that the teeth all have the look of like that one crab that has the uh, angry face on it. The Hekigane crab. Okay, yeah, yeah. So the teeth are also having angry faces. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, oh, this is, there's nothing nice about this. Yeah. Put that tree on top. <laughs> it's so serene. Yeah, yeah no, this, this thing keeps trees from all over the world. It has like hundreds and hundreds of different types of trees on its back that it just grows and will move. As it moves into a new location, it'll take a new tree onto its long arm-like or uh, antenna-like limb and it m puts it forward so it, it kind of distracts and confuses things it's an and they'll come fish. check out this new... Yeah, it's an anglerfish. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, honestly, it, it's it's such nightmare fuel. I, I am like, I'm like, does Drock really need saving that badly? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe it's nice in there, like a suburb. Fine. Maybe it's, maybe yeah, it's right? like a happy forest in there, like like the tree. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Nothing's wrong. It's okay. We never really liked Drock anyway, right? Right. Rocking back and forth on the bottom deck of the bottom deck of the ship. <laughs> so as as soon as the charts finished materializing i'm going to bound out of the kitchen super excited and i assume barrel right into rook i was gonna say yeah barreled right into <laughs> and i'm without skipping a beat i'm going to basically shove the chart in your in your face and i'd be like look and i go ah! and then what do i see you see a dotted line and an x leading off to somewhere but it doesn't have any direct information on it besides that there's a location 
and it glows. It, it's a clearly glowing piece of paper, like all the colors of the rainbow. Okay. Paper shouldn't glow. <laughs> so I'm just like imagining that I'm like, you know, fully back flat on the ground with a mu- with like, you know, you sitting on me, yeah. holding this map to my face. And I'm just kind of like sitting there like, cool. I can't I, breathe. <laughs> I say in the most salacious tone I can, dinner. I, I'm like, I like kind of look at him like a second, like, does he mean me? Is this how I die? <laughs> Somehow I always knew. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm going to like, obviously just hop off of her and then continue running up the stairs. Because the sooner I find Tsitsi and Gomez and show them, the sooner we can go and find, find this rainbow, whatever it is, forbidden delight. So yeah. I'm just kind of in shock being like, so does that mean no to lunch did i just hear no lunch <laughs> as we clamber onto the deck <laughs> i kind of like get up dust myself off i i lean over to scraps i'm like go fetch lunch and then meet us and then you know like go to meet the group so that you know scraps is looking for something to munch on because it's lunchtime right you never skip lunchtime you can't, don't skip meals it throws off your whole day. You can't sleep properly. Just, just yeah. Um, so I don't know what Scraps finds, but, you know, possibly just, like, enough to, like, hand out some snacks to everybody. Maybe it's whatever the sausage is made of. <laughs> we didn't want to know! We don't! <laughs> Scraps does! <laughs> okay, so I'm... I assume that I'm going to bump into these two returning on the deck and I'm going to excitedly over over ebulliently in a, a show of emotion that generally Jison is not given to act like a small child jumping up and down and waving it in their faces. Whoa, calm down, energetic. Big gal, what, what is it? Why is it glowing? What did you do? <laughs> Don't worry about it. That sounds like that sounds accusatory. I get that. My tone does that sometimes. But like I'm really asking like what do you do? I found dinner. Is it in the galley? <laughs> I like show show up with like, you know, like snacks just being like most definitely not. <laughs> so start passing so, out snacks. <laughs> so are we setting sail? Yeah, the sooner we get going, the more likely that we're going to have this to work with. Taking a closer look at it, scrutinizing it, I realize it's in the same direction that the uh, wolf tree angler... Wolf trap angler. Wolf trap angler uh, was last seen in. I'm like, that is remarkably convenient. That's how whispers work. It sure sure looks that way right now. Shall we go on an adventure? An adventure to what? Still eating. It's his mess. I'm I'm so confused and hungry. So I'm thinking over lunch we'll we'll share like like uh Yeah, so we're looking for this thing called a wolf trap angler. It's so big it could use trees to just lure prey. You know, you you see a tree that just shouldn't be there. And you, you get curious. You want to know what, what it's all about. 
and then it eats your entire ship. I mean, good news is they're maybe okay, because, you know, it goes for the ship, but it's not like it really lets you go. So, to clarify, we found this ship completely abandoned, and now we're going to go look for what is almost certainly a terrifying monster, and that is probably the reason this ship was abandoned with no further information that can keep history from repeating itself. <laughs> what yeah. do one minded say? Second time's the charm? Nope, that is not what we say. <laughs> it's the third time, and I really want to know what's going to be different the third time. We're going to use the saw. They had a saw! No, because otherwise this boat would have gotten eaten. They must have been on their Delta flyer, so to speak. Or maybe they just wave walked over to it. I mean, you see a tree right over there. You might as well just go check it out. It's just a tree. Isn't it and like, then... did he say it was a luring tree? Like it mesmerizes you or something? Like, isn't that how it works? I mean, we know it's coming, so maybe we'll be fine. Why? <laughs> <laughs> You're worrying too much. No, I'm worrying the right amount. <laughs> so, these, so these people are kind of like local heroes. And it just doesn't really sit right to not even try to get them back. You know? Okay, like, but if they're heroes, probably this is like a grand adventure for them. And we're like, you know, the people in the tale who just sort of, you know, need to get saved because they were stupid. Yeah, but, but and, we're the plucky main characters in this story i'm We're, not certain of that <laughs> we we have so much to learn we can we can learn about each other and develop more of a friendship i mean i mean no offense like like we're all friends but we could become better friends and start the boat the trails cold anyways let's start with a small adventure to see if we're up to it we have to learn our ship anyways and we have a chart literally shining a beacon the way to go (laughs) i I love picturing just like gomez is going off on this long speech about friendship and love and like adventures and and jison just like stands up puts his plate down and starts walking towards the engine room turns on the ship and starts driving it away from he does what now (laughs) <laughs> just starts untying the ropes, <laughs> casting off. <laughs> yeah. But did you say goes to the engine room? And just yeah, to start the engine over. Fiddling with things? Like, fiddling no, implies no. he doesn't know what he's I, doing. Yeah, I'm <laughs> implying he doesn't know he doesn't know how to start the ship. Okay. He assumes it's so, in the engine room. So I just I I hear this happening, you know, as I'm mid-mouthful, and I just very quietly stand up walk over just like grab whatever wrist equivalent is touching something and i just like with the coldest eyes no you stop you leave you do not come back until you are invited understood yeah i i I guess so yes you do Scoop. Before I release the bees. She spoils those bees. They're so fun and adorable, and they give me honey. 
I just love to think that, like, we think that in order to start the engine, you have to pick up the hive and just give it a really oh, good shake to warm them up. Of, <laughs> speaking of food, that reminds me, do we? Do I still have that bonus track from last session? You do, yes. That's, um, until I kind of decide otherwise, I'm just going to say bonus tracks last until you use them up. However, that might change as we kind of fiddle with rules and play. Okay. Um. But yes, until otherwise stated, you have that track. I, instead of eating the snacks that Rook brought, I'm going to instead, like, put it in, like, a little dish and feed it to both my, my companions. And just okay. use uh, some of the leftovers I have from the smoothie and feed myself off of that. Okay. Yeah, you can use up uh, one on one on that track, and your companions are very happy right now that they got an extra snack. Yeah. Um, also, I, I I get the engine running, I get the ship started and moving, and I just quietly return and I just like you know like just say into my food, never again, <laughs> never again. I don't know why you get to be the only one who gets to slap the bees. <laughs> <laughs> Gomez is like, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely going to go on another friendship speech. When you, when it's going to happen. <laughs> I can't make that promise. When you share a psychedelic experience like that with any being, it, it connects you. Right? Being. I just like, without looking, I like pick up whatever like the closest like bread knife is, whatever, and I just like fully fling it at him. Like, just like, lands like, not even close, but just be like, do you want to trust my aim? Because I don't. Who are you throwing it at? Sorry, who who said that they were the only one who got to, or I'm the only one who gets to shake the bees? <laughs> I'm definitely the one who said that you're the only one who gets to shake the bees. Yeah, it's like, no, I, I sh- I'm the only one who talks to the bees. I bees. I'm going to pick the knife up off the floor and put it in, like, the sink. Yeah. And then just kind of give you a look, like, dirty dishes don't go on the floor. <laughs> I just give you a look back that says... You know what? I fully understand that, and I apologize for being so messy about that. I totally, it is your space, and I respect that. Chore fight. All, all in a look. Okay, so who's on helm, and who's navigating? We will be on helm this time. Yeah. Y'all keep an eye out. Okay. Gomez climbs up to the wherever he goes to keep an eye out. Before taking the helm, I'll make sure everyone's tied off. Oh, yeah. If we're going to be up on deck. Always tie people off. (laughs) I resent being tied off because I want to be able to, you know, jump down to the engine room at a moment's notice. Get good with knots. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm looking at the knot. Picking at it. (laughs) As, As you guys leave port, slow, you know, going slowly to not make a huge disturbance out of this port a small figure stands on the docks watching you leave and their little mushroomy (laughs) face just glaring with a slight (laughs) smirk at the same time anyway um wave (laughs) no no I also wave hello. I play the world's uh, tiniest violin for him as we go. With a signal for a signal for good journey in my hand. Um uh, Zitsi, you are at helm. 
So are you cutting a path, forging ahead, or dropping anchor? Um, I scrutinize the map to make sure I've got the right heading, and then I will forge ahead. That's the double one? Yep. Yep, that's a double one. I want to forge okay. ahead. Perfect. Okay, so who's our navigator? Or not Not our navigator. Yes. Yeah, who's... Uh, Watch. watch. Watch, yeah. Who's that? Who's watch? Gomez. Roll one d six, please. Got a three. You got a three. Okay, three is nature. Okay. <laughs> we just left four. <laughs> I mean, the nice thing is that this diet roll isn't so much like good or bad. It's just what happened. <laughs> yeah. So as you guys are forging ahead, which means you're going, you're going quite fast. You're kind of, you're throwing this engine as fast as she'll go waves of trees are rolling past you you've all of a sudden you realize you're in a completely new area a new reach as it is called like the the trees have changed over so who would like to we're going to go through here as you've gone into this new area and we're going to do these questions again so coming into this new area what what flower is most common around here uh, snake lilies. Perfect. And um, what type of animal is really common here? And I'm going to ask for something something winged this time. This like animal that's like halfway between a bat and a squirrel. Okay, okay. And then what do the trees look like around here? And again, I'm going to ask for something. They're going to be like flowered or blossoming or like colored in some way so this area this area is colorful so add that to your description i'm gonna say that they're like what if cherry blossoms but like with rose vines growing all over them okay so it's just a sea of pink and red and uh oh boy those are thorns thanks <laughs> yeah perfect and um, I'm going to say, what is a fruit that's nearby? Why, it is the analoon, of course, which is a pineapple balloon. A pineapple balloon? Balloon? Yes. Like, they, they puff up, they will actually float into the air as like a, like a thorny, like they're attached by a vine to the base of the plant, but as they get ripe, they'll actually like float and trail off into the air until eventually they'll uh, get carried on the wind currents. Ooh, okay. Okay. I like it. I like that a lot. Well, all of us have become a name for people. He's just sitting here like, I will have all the flora in my bestiary. <laughs> <laughs> so, as you guys rush into this new area, you suddenly, it goes from these green pine trees and red dragon fruit, strawberries, plants... Uh, to this lush, flowery garden um, with snake lilies and pineapple balloons floating by as like your ship rams into them. They pop like pineapple chunks flo oh, like so flying sticky. through the air. <laughs> and um, like the engines are, ha are not engines, your chainsaws are getting trapped in the vines and you can feel your ship having to give a little extra to go through all this as the rose bushes, these thorns and vines are just everywhere. 
Um, and these weird bat squirrels are like flying through the air, eating these pineapple, like picking these pineapple balloons and eating them in the air as they're quite easy to eat considering how light they are. So you forged ahead. What is your next goal? I wish to cut a path, noticing the ship getting sticky and all viney and stuff. I'm going to make sure that I don't push it too far, considering I don't quite know what I'm doing with the ship yet, and I don't want to incur the wrath of the end of the gear rabbit downstairs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Especially seeing after the reaction earlier in the galley. (laughs) You touched my things. You don't know how to use the things. You don't touch the things. I don't know what will happen if I break the things. (laughs) Please don't break the things. It would be bad. And nothing's chasing us right now. That's true. That's true. Uh, roll for the watch, please, Gomez. Alrighty. Six. Six. Oh, perfect. As you slow the engine down here, taking in the beauty of this absolutely stunning landscape, really, you you just see the whole sea open up in front of you. And the, the chainsaws start to get a rhythm as they cut through. And you start to feel the flow of the waves as you guide the ship to not exploding every balloon possible. Um, <laughs> and, you know, just moving through this area with, with ease and precision. And you guys just feel this calm kind of go around you. Uh, yeah, the the whole area is just peaceful. And if you had any Myers, you could have healed them now. Uh, can I use the opportunity to yell down to Jisan that there's some uh, tasty specimens to be gathered up of, up on top? Yes, of course. Um, in fact, Jisan, you have time right now as you go through this area. If you want to get one of these fruit you can oh definitely um since we cut a path we do get one specimen for free yes yes i'm this is separate <laughs> from that one specimen okay i am keeping oh. track of I'm over here like we, yeah we remember do. we get those uh, we discussed this last time we get those at the end of the thing yeah because you guys get so many so yeah you can put um yep, I, I marked put on it, the, uh... pineapple, yeah pineapple balloon on your specimen sheet there jason done and done thank you no problem. Didn't want him to miss out on this on this new stuff. No, perfect. Okay, and yeah, now you're you're back to driving. Are you gonna cut a path again or forge ahead? Uh, or I'm drop going anchor? to check the chart real quick, make sure that we're staying on the right course. And yep, yep. If, if we are, I will. What time of day is it? Um, you guys left at about noon. So it's actually about, it's dusk now. It's starting oh. to get a little bit dark. I will drop the anchor. You're going to drop anchor? Yeah. Okay. I'm a little bit cautious traveling at night. That's fair. No, that's totally fair. Let me check. So you drop anchor, and you guys have the chance now to have a peaceful evening montage. So... Something small, a, a minor action you kind of want to take as you wind down for the night and rest. 
I wish to do a survey of the area by combining my um, Cordyceps Infected Red Kite with my Spider Bro and have them fly up and I will literally look around the area to see what my bird spots. Yeah. Okay, we'll do that. So as you're you, this weird mushroom... Have we described your bird yet? Let's go ahead and describe your bird again. Alright, so I've I'm, uh, because I've been alone for so long before this crew, I have both a, uh, like a spider, small, like, group of spider companions, and, uh, a red kite that I thought was, you know, sick and injured, and I brought to recover on my little skiff. Turns out it was actually infected with cordyceps, but because I was so good at taking care of it, it decided this was the best place to survive until it found its next host, so I've been, you know, hesitantly taking care of it for now on. Nice. Okay. So yes, your your little swarm scout and your sentinel skywing. Yes. Which are the two aspects you have there combining? Um, they start looking around and checking this area out, and they notice that there are as it gets darker and darker into night these bioluminescent flowers start blooming all around you guys. And you can take a specimen called bioluminescent flower. Oh, cool. Yeah. Bird will swing that down to me and I'll add that to my specimen. Perfect. What else is everybody doing? Hmm. Well, for starters, I feel like Scraps was just kind of like going to town, licking up the sticky sweetness that is our boat. Like just loving that the ship is delicious now. Um, but kind of like after doing that, I feel like Rook, she kind of like goes through the ship and kind of does her checks. And she's kind of looking just to make sure that like, you know, we didn't take on anything we don't want to. Or, you know, like everything's in good working order. We ran it pretty hard. Just making sure everything looks pretty functional for the night. Um, checking to make sure that the moths are going to be okay because they're going to start to going to want to come out soon um and then assuming everything is okay and you don't want to like bring something to my attention i feel like she starts her her bedtime routine which is you know it's a very proper routine of like hygiene making sure everything is tidy some you know some pre-sleep meditation and then settling down um yeah actually talking about those moths that's an interesting note as it gets darker and darker and the stars start coming out you're the moth companions that live in your ship in a symbiotic-esque relationship start to come out from the window and are flying around now remember these are three feet tall mildly humanoid moth creatures and they're they start you know eating some fruit and different things around the ship and are floating through the sky just doing that like interesting little dance moths do around lights and stuff. Um, while you watch them, you can pick up the whisper, a calm night. Ready. Hmm. And then what else is the last two people doing? Gomez is going to get curious about just kind of what's around and lower himself from the ship and just kind of poke around a little bit scavenge whatever uh whatever they can yeah you can actually give me go ahead and give me a scavenge roll 
Hmm, okay. Let's see here. So building your dice pool, let me know how you what you're using. I'm gonna use my two scavenge. I'm yep. gonna use my sharps, I think. Either sharps yeah, or I think, veils. I think sharps would probably work for that. That sounds about right. Cool, 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 cool. And I have a desert hardness, which gives me resistant to uh... hewing, flame, and frost. Hewing, flame, and frost. Okay. So, like, if it gets cold or anything, I'm I'm fine. Yeah. So, like, I'm able to kind of move around in the uh, otherwise not so nice uh, <laughs> position we're in. That's fair. And then, yeah, do you do you have a narrative advantage to give yourself a fourth dice? Oh, that that was my fourth die. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No, that's fair. That's fair. I will. I'll give you the dice for that one. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And here we go. Uh, six, two, four, five. So six. Okay. So you gain a resource with a beneficial tag or two resources. So do you want two resources or one resource with a beneficial tag? Hmm. Remember, you have your um, master salvager. Yeah. I, I was gonna ask if um. If this would be considered like a wreck, a reef, or a ruin. So would this be like oh, a reef? Oh, yes. No, this would not be any of those, unfortunately. Oh. Well, okay. As you're just, you're kind of just salvaging the brush, under, like the tangle underneath the ship and whatnot. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, what would be but better? But you do have like, spit get... polish. Yeah, I was going to say, what would be better? Like getting a, th a thing with one beneficial tag or getting two things that might... Like, would the two things have a negative tag, or would the two things just be normal? Uh, the two things would just be normal. Uh, so so none of my aspects work on this. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sorry. It's um, While they would normally work for scavenging, just because the way you're scavenging just under the ship, mm -hmm. unfortunately, it doesn't quite... I mean, I could give you... I guess I could give you two things with negative tags, considering the ship has run it over. No, nah, because well, because it, it costs a task to uh, fix it, so yeah, uh, that would really just be like more of a penalty. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, I could use lurid cartography to find a shipwreck or a disaster. <laughs> True, uh, but uh, uh, actually. Uh, that sounds like a good idea, not yeah. to just interject, but... Yeah, I think I'm going to do that. I'll use a cryptic map Okay. to uh, find a to find a shipwreck. Okay, so if you get rid of your cryptic map there... Because mm -hmm. yeah, I, I figure we could sell our piles of specimens to pick up more charts and stuff as we play. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll retcon that a little bit then here, quick. Okay. Um... So instead of just digging down underneath the ship, you pull out a map that you've been ha you had in your back pocket for a while sort of thing. And you're like, wait, this area looks familiar. And you look at the map and it turns out that you're actually almost right over this old shipwreck sort of thing. And so, yeah, you've been digging in there. So if you want to, as I said, I won't tell you what tags I'm giving things, mm -hmm. but you can either choose two things or one thing with a beneficial tag. And the two things may have negative tags, may not have negative tags. Okay. I'm going to do a roll for that. 
and see. I think I'll I'll take the two things and I'll use Master Salvager to improve the rarity of both of them. Okay. So then I'll give you one thing with a beneficial tag and one thing with no negative tag. Because I was going to give you a negative tag and no negative tag, but you've improved the rarity, so you'll get a beneficial tag and no negative. Sound fair? Yeah. Um, okay. So as you look through the this old wreck of some kind of ship, you find a working, that'll be the beneficial tag, is, is working. Um, and we're going to go with the thing that plays records, like a record player. Oh, sonograph. Sonograph, that's it. Thank you. So you, you find a working sonograph, um, and then we'll make the other salvage you found is going to be a pack of records. Oh, that's cool. Records being literal musical records. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. Party boat. Yeah, I was I was just thinking so like like hard cut back to uh pro- pro- probably the mess hall is where or the the galley. He'd uh yeah. they'll, they'll they'll set up the sonograph and be like, guys, you gotta check this out. I found something really cool. I think what it is, works What is Venga Boys? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But as far as I'm concerned, they're all the rage. <laughs> I like come out like in my pajamas, like fully like I was halfway through my roots. What is that? And like fully like just like zoom right to it and like, oh, he's so pretty. What does it do? And like playing with the things. Uh, Sussiega's mouth sounds is uh, definitely one of the records. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, a, it's quiet except for like this just the dim glow from our ship and then like bustin is playing (laughs) when like the needle goes down on the record i'm like like so hyper squealy (gasps) just just wham echoing out across the jungle (laughs) (laughs) we don't we, we we don't know what it's saying because like Ancient languages? Language. Yeah, yeah, ancient languages. But it sounds cool. <laughs> we right? A couple of the words sound similar yeah. to, to the words we're used to. We we know enough to know what Bustin is about. We're like, eh, <laughs> uh, we know what he's saying. We know that Bustin makes us, feel, <laughs> makes us feeling good. Yeah. <laughs> we get it. Nice. <laughs> and uh, last but not least, uh, Jison, what are you doing? Um, I am going to, in secret, harvest my own hallucinogenic spores and Ooh, collect okay. them. Very nice. So yeah, you can do. You can put down a specimen of hallucinogenic spores. That's convenient. It only gets better because, like, that was like one polyp of so many. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It only um, gets more lit from here. <laughs> and I'm gonna also give you guys since you are taking a break, you gain two specimens from your cutting a path, or sorry, you gain two specimens because you cut a path and because you dropped anchor. One for each of those events. Yep. So the two specimens I'm going to give you guys are a large cricket. Another one. And I'll give you another of the 
balloon or pineapple balloons. So whoever wants to take those can take those. Uh, I actually offer G-Sound the cricket. I will trade you my hallucinogenic spores for that cricket. Okay. I'm going to like give you a wink, but I have no eyes. So it's mostly <laughs> awkward. It's just, it's just like your head, your head nodule bobbing a little bit. <laughs> it just kind of squishes. Yeah, it's just indistinguishable from your normal moving head bob. <laughs> I, I'd like to say now that our, like the collective version, like the colloquial word for wink doesn't just mean blink one eye. Everybody winks. Okay, so I now have yeah. a specimen hallucinogenic spores. That yep. is correct. Use them for horrible things, please. I'll, I'll take a pineapple balloon. Yeah, okay. do it. Go for it. Yeah. Um, okay, and yeah, you guys, the rest of your evening is very quiet and peaceful. You all, I, I assume some of you rotate some shifts of watch and your moth people also take a shift of watch. Hmm? And yeah, we, you have just a relaxing evening. Sorry, go ahead. We do get a whisper too, but it's fine if you don't want to think of a whisper right off. Oh, you do get a whisper? Off the dome. Yep. Well, you, you did give me one when I was setting up the moths, but I don't know if that counts. I'm going to say that counts. That's going to be the whisper you got. Because you didn't get anything from I did not that there too, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna call that the whisper you guys got. Okay, okay. Um, I'll calm that if if you're okay with that. Um, I have no problems with that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you guys, it's it's peaceful, it's relaxing, and morning arises as the sun comes up, and the beautiful scent of these flowers opening. To catch the light as this gorgeous, almost garden-like uh, reach sprawls out in front of you. I excitedly ask the, the crew, how was my driving? <laughs> I mean, your driving's great. We haven't actually run into any problems so far. So sticky. Haven't run over any problems either. Plus, we found this cool music box is, uh... Um, I don't know. Some other song is playing. I'll I'll I'm, I'll try to build a nice uh, song list sometime of music that's, that we playlist that we definitely don't own and can't actually play on here. But I'm pretty sure that we can refer to it. <laughs> there's there's definitely a few of those Cyberpunk records playlist. that like skip every now and then and have like a few notches in them, but they still work for the most part. So Men at Work starts playing. <laughs> I've just been spending breakfast just like looking at it and like, you know, like opening up the side and watching the little gears turn and being like, <laughs> perfect. Okay. So are you going to cut a path or what's your next goal? Oh, Capitan or, oh, navigator, whatever. Helmsman, helmsman. That's the word. Uh, yes. Zitsi, what is, what are you doing? Are you cutting a path or forging ahead? Um, how far away on the chart do you think we've traveled? Um, it's a hidden chart, so I'm gonna say. Look, looking at like the physical chart. Ahead. Yeah, look, looking at the map, you got a little ways, but it's not too too far. Okay, okay. Uh, it should be relatively quick. I'll just cut a path again then. Okay, 
This area doesn't uh, seem so bad. That's fair. Okay, do you want to roll for the watch, Gomez? Yes. Six. Six. Oh, okay, peaceful. Perfect. Um, you guys, like, your morning goes, it's relaxing, it's calm, you, you're eating breakfast and kind of just enjoying these balloon fruits. I assume you had, like, a nice fruit salad-y kind of breakfast. And just looking at the flowers and the beauty of this area, as you pull up towards this large, tall shank, it's this huge, huge tree. And so for those of you, I mean, we haven't really talked about tall shanks yet, so I'll do a little description of tall shanks right now. This large, tall shank is in front of you. So tall shanks are trees that grow much 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 larger than the average trees around them yeah they can be massive enough to support an entire city or just large enough to ha have a house on top of them that stands above the waves surprisingly tall this one looks to be it's definitely not city size this tall shank but it's it's big enough that like a dozen houses could sit in it or on it sort of thing. And looking at it, the leaves, every leaf of the tall shank seems to be a different color and a different shade of each color as an entire rainbow of leaves lies in front of you. And even the bark on this tree seems to be modeled in rainbow colors going up. And these large, large fruits. And you can tell they're large because you're still like pulling up towards this tree. But they look like they are in scale to the tree. These fruits that dangle down from this tree. Um, they're gourd kind of shaped. So almost pear-like but longer in the top with like a teardrop bottom. And these fruits, as the light hits them, they kind of sparkle and shoot rainbows off of them, almost as if they are crystal-like in nature. I, I immediately start yelling and shouting incoherently and flashing scarves of different colors, yelling for Jisan. Uh, as I come up onto the deck and lay eyes upon this miraculous marvel, uh, I'm going to be like, hmm... I don't think this is the right place. We should keep going. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> this place sucks. <laughs> <laughs> the scarf slowly dangles through my hand. Oh, I'm gonna. Uh, and I just, I just trill mirthfully. Like that is that's so great. I laugh at my own joke way too hard, and I'm like, let's get the delta. I immediately go to the delta flyer without any more words. We're getting yeah. this thing going. We're going over there. I love that. Huh. Looks kind of silly. Let's turn around. We're done. Let's not kill the cabin off. It is a silly place. Full of silly. Exactly. <laughs> Come on, says, uh, oh, square your shoulders, Jason. We're just joshing. <laughs> what shoulders? I pick, up, I pick up my scarf from the ground dejectedly. 
I still need to learn how to do that joking stuff. They're brushing it off. It's great. You just say stuff you don't mean and then tell people you're joking. <laughs> I give this look that goes, no. <laughs> I, I nod in agreement. Ca- casual dead. cruelty, right? <laughs> okay, let's get in the boat. Let's get over there. Ah, uh, yeah. You guys use your cargo crane to pick the Delta Flyer up and uh, put it down on the waves beside you. Yeah. And I, I can wave walk over. Yeah, you wave walk into the Delta Flyer as you guys start going out on, in the Delta Flyer towards this tall shank. As you get closer, you can start seeing some movement on the tall shank. Would anyone like to roll to look around, scrutinize, sense, anything like that? You are super correct, I do. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> I'm gonna... I'm gonna... Looking at them from the, uh, from the, I guess, the Delta Flyer. Is Can I get a little bit higher on the Delta Flyer? Um, not really. The Delta Flyer is kind of a one-level sort of ship. It's... You know that standard, like, marina boat look where... It's like a big hall, open hall with that uh, captain's kind of room on it, you know, right in the center. Yeah. It, it's kind of like that, but that captain's room is maybe like three by five sort of thing. Yeah, I'll see what I can pick out then just with what, uh, what I got with my eyes. Yeah. So yeah. my pool is an instinct plus my scrutinize. Yeah, okay. Or, uh, six, two. So six. Six. Okay. Perfect. You, looking at this tree, seeing the movement in the tree, your, um, spider eyes, because you have <laughs> thousands of them, are able to scrutinize and really look at every detail individually. And you notice there are large, four-armed, ape-like creatures in this tree moving all about and they they seem to be wearing they they seem to be wearing clothes uh i guess we're turning around oh uh time to turn around guys looks like there's somebody living here we can't say hello uh most things with forearms i've said hello to have turned out not to be the most friendly that's Armist. And you know what? It's called experience. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, that sounds like the uh, statement from someone who's never had their arms pulled out of their sockets before. <laughs> yeah, let me, yeah, let me guess. Do you have some, a lot of good friends who have forearms? Uh, actually, wait, never mind. We just, we just covered that. You definitely don't. <laughs> that was hurtful. That, that, that was another joke. I'm just, I'm just kidding. No, it wasn't. You're right. It really wasn't. I was definitely needling you guys. Um, Tsitsi, can you signal them to let them know that we're coming to trade with them? Yep, sure. Let's see what let's see what happens. <laughs> let's do the opposite of what I said. <laughs> I mean, like, they might murder us, but 50-50, right? Oh, thank goodness. I thought you were about to say, no, things with forearms are too stupid to know what signaling is. <laughs> <laughs> Not out loud. 
So, uh, instincts. Uh, seeing as I know these things... No, I, I'm just going to roll my two dice. Uh, double fours. <laughs> double fours. Okay. Um, so that is a conflict. So, as you start signaling these guys... With a twist. Do, oh, yeah, it is. Conflict with a twist. Um, as you start signaling these guys, they notice your ship coming in, and they're definitely intrigued. However, it appears none of them know signaling. So that's the problem in the conflict. Does anyone have a twist? <laughs> hmm. I've, I've got nothing for this one. Um, I got one if you're... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah as... Okay. As you got as you're signaling and they're clearly trying to understand what you're saying, but none of them understand at all. All of a sudden you just hear this booming voice as one of them kind of cups all four hands to his mouth or its mouth and yells, "What are you doing?" <laughs> can, can I stop? Put my put my scarves down. Kind of look back at them. I don't think they understand signaling. <laughs> they seem to speak common. Great. <laughs> Gotta go sit at the back of the boat all dejected. <laughs> you tried your best. And you know what? Now, now we know that we can have a peaceful conversation with our new friends. That's a bold yeah. assumption. <laughs> Someone louder than me can shout at them. Seeing who sit at the back all sad. Oh, <laughs> nobody knows signaling. It feels bad, man. I shout, I, I, I shout back at them. You know, like trying not to deject him too much, but just shouting back. Do you guys, are you slumped. open for trade? Uh, the one that was yelling at you goes, "Depends what you're trading." And starts. You can see them start climbing down. And as you get, you're getting a lot closer to this call shank. You see that they have a little, almost wharf, not a wharf, a uh, dock, a little dock kind of coming out. And you see there's a few ships parked at this dock. And you guys are able to pull in as this four-armed ape-like creature comes down and is standing on the dock, looking at you. As as you're docking and like tying off and it they seem to be helping you tie off um you realize this four-armed ape creature is a good 12 to 14 feet tall Oof. like they're they're big they and like each arm is probably you know six inches or so in diameter beefy yeah do they seem to be in like they're being just like too helpful. I wish I, I don't. Have, do, do I get a sense that they're not? You know, like just a little roll, bit too much. Roll sense. Um, growing up alone, I kind of I have like no. I'm paranoid about things like this, so I kind of know when people mean me ill harm. Yeah, that's fair. I'll give you an advantage dice for that. Yes. Uh, four, four, five. Four, four, five. Perfect. So that's a conflict with a twist. Um, you're kind of looking the. 
you're kind of looking them over. And if it's all right, I have a twist for this too. If unless anyone has a good twist. No, I'll hear it out. Okay. So, uh, looking them over, they you're getting the sense that they don't get a lot of visitors and you know, they don't quite know how to act around people either. Like you get almost a not a kindred feeling from them, but that they're they're just as kind of off put and confused by you guys as you are of them. Um, and that's what they, they they're helping, but that's just because what that's what they do for each other. And they're not sure. Like when you guys get near them, you notice they back away a little bit and they're kind of just checking you out. Um, does anyone have a twist before I do my twist or I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm running on empty right here. That's on fair. No, I, I got it. I got it. Um, this this large one, this quite large one that has come down, they seem to be leading the group, the one that yelled at you. And as as most of them are about twelve to fourteen feet tall, this this one's probably pushing fifteen feet. And it they look at your crew over, and as they get to you, Zitsi, as you're staring at them intently, you can see their eyes go over you. And then go back around the ship. And then they go snap back to you. And they scream, Spiders! As all of them immediately jump back and start climbing onto other ships and trying to get away from your ship. I miss this. This, 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 this. I miss this. <laughs> so rude. Oh, man. Are, are there any fruits within uh, grabbing distance? Yeah, sure. There's there's a few of the balloon pineapples. Pineapple no, balloons. No, no, not those fruits. Oh, oh, the uh, crystalline? Um, yes, as you are close enough now to be under this tree, you realize that each of these fruits is probably a good two feet around and about four feet tall. And <laughs> they're dangling off of branches of the trees. Uh, none of them are close enough, unfortunately, to pick. But... Yeah. Do I have a thing for that? Sorry for. Um, I'm obviously like, not the one. To are, <laughs> sorry, like they're they're just kind of like dangling there, just kind of like hanging in front of us. Well, yeah, they're they're just they're fruits on the tree. Yeah, and you you actually do see there's a few of these fruits in some of the boats too. It looks like these ape creatures are harvesting them. Well, we don't want to take the ones in the boats. Because those are theirs, but the ones that are on the tree are fair game. I can get those easily enough. I will give you an assistance die. Okay. Are you you're climbing? You're gonna try and climb up this tree? I mean, I I've got a couple ways that I can do this with my aspects. Um, actually, actually, hold on. I'm I'm going to give you know, I'm going to uh, help the distraction continue to be a distraction. How's that sound? Okay. <laughs> Okay. There we go. Okay. Um, but yeah, this. I'm just trying to think of what would be best because, well, for starters, um, I feel like grace would be a useful edge there. I've also got climb for. I've got one on climb for movement. But like the other things are, I mean, like between, you know, like Watchwolf just having Scraps, who is you know, half monkey himself, so that's kind of easy. I've also got like Skybridge Step that makes it easy, although. 
it says it's more defensive, but like, you know, makes it easy for me to climb. But I also have the grappling hook, which is just fun. Mm-hmm. So yeah, tell me how I should roll. Um, you're trying to climb this tree. I'm trying. I'm trying to 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 get the fruit. Okay, you're I- trying to get the fruit. Well, okay then. Um, are you trying to climb the tree to get the, like trying to climb up to pick the fruit, or are you trying to like grappling gun shoot fruit to pull it over? What what are you trying to do here? Hmm. How far out from us is like the closest cluster? Um, let's say like ten or fifteen feet above you, and maybe five, ten feet away from you. Can I like climb up to level with it and then use the grappling hook to pull it you in? You could, you could, but you'd have to cross the dock to get up to the trunk of the tree, unless you like grappling hooked one of the branches and then went branch to branch sort of thing let's batman this and do that just in the middle of the populated dock well di- didn't okay. didn't the monkeys all scatter they're around yeah, they're, us, aren't they they're they are they are c- covering like cowering a little bit but as you guys are kind of mulling about they've started to relax a little bit and start looking at this they're looking at um Zitzi and trying to figure out what he is Rude. sort of thing. I mean, you're a cluster of spiders. I, I just, I just politely people. just kind of like turn to the closest ones and just say, I'm going to collect some of this fruit. Is that okay? Uh, that large one that seems to be their leader, <clears throat> they kind of look at Zitzi, look back at you, and you can see they've, they're pulling themselves up to their full height. And you thought they were pushing 15 feet. They're definitely above 16 feet. They're, they're big. Uh, and he kind of looks at you. This is our tree. Uh, we've been harvesting this tree for a long time. And if you want to harvest it, you're going to have to trade with us or give us something. Because this is ours. And we'll, we're willing to fight even your spiders I have a proposition what if I cook you the most delicious meal that you've ever eaten he kind of looks at you and scratches his chin with two of his forearms the other two on the sides of his hips you know kind of thinking very interesting I will accept this proposition I yes yes you know what no 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 you must cook a meal for all of us. And he points to all of the apes around. That's easy enough. And as a matter of fact, I have everything I need right here. And I'm going to like gesture to the tree. Okay. He, he will permit you that they'll pick one of the fruits out of their ship and put it in front of you. Excellent. Okay. Well, I'm immediately going to move it off. We're going to have to go back to the galley and get some tools and stuff like that to, you know, like a big cauldron. He won't permit you to take the fruit back to the galley, but they start setting up a, like, kitchen area on this dock. Like, they start setting up sorts of um, thermal, like, uh, magnetic burners and different things to heat pots and pans up. And he's like, you will cook it here. 
Uh, I'm not going to argue with him. <laughs> you are very large. <laughs> okay, Mr. You have Fudge a valid farm, argument. <laughs> no, G- Goma's Lover, like, hey, do you need me to go back and get your knife knife set for you? Uh, I'm going to, like, look up, 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 up the monkey that's standing directly in front of me, and I'm like, yeah, I think I will just stay here. Good. I am excited for this meal. As he... Yeah. <laughs> Oh, what have I done? What I better I done? not screw this up or we're all dead. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. You haven't um, shut up about how, what you're going to do with this, so I think I know what you'll need. <laughs> go, might as well go and touch all of your tools and then, you know, bring them to you. <laughs> I, lo- I love the touch all the tools and then bring them to you. That's yeah. well done. Well, it's like when you hand somebody their dice and they're like, did you just touch my dice? And you're like, yeah, bro. <laughs> Bro, yeah. the oil on my hands is not going to weigh your dice down. You're fine. <laughs> oh, so good. And we just lost our two listeners. Uh, it was nice having them. Yeah. We'll miss you. Like, oh man, they touched other people's dice. Yeah. Monsters. Yeah, not, our, not our podcast. <laughs> yeah. This is COVID. Uh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. How dare they? Now I need to sanitize my dice. Um, I volunteer to start prepare like hacking up the large uh, fruit because I've got my uh, long bladed spear glaive with serration damage, so I can start chopping it up and preparing it that way. So he can do all the fine stuff himself. Okay. Um. So Jisan, give me roll for cooking and tell me what you're doing. You're getting help. I'll give you. I'm gonna give you one advantage dice because everybody's helping you but i am gonna cut once which kind of cancels each other out almost um because i'm gonna give you a cut because this is a new fruit and a new cooking station for you yes true i okay that completely makes sense so you'll have five dice cut one so you know how to do cuts uh, cut is my highest result? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you take away your highest result. So you go with the second highest result. Okay. I'm just going to roll them in front of me right now. And it is 1, 2, 3, 6, 6. 1, 2, 3, 6, 6. Okay. So that's a complete success with a twist. Okay. Um, wouldn't the twist get negated because of the cut? You know... I don't actually know, like, I know cutting removes, like, the success or not, but I don't know if cutting removes the twist. It does. The the it die does? The, the die just goes away. Okay, then it, okay. yeah, then it removes the twist. So it's just a complete success. So please, um, are you, are you adding anything other than this fruit into the dish? Because you have a plethora of specimens. Okay, so whilst we're in the middle of cooking... I'm going to nudge up to my sous chef Tsitsi here, and I'm like, basically like, man, that sucks that they did you wrong like that. But I have I have the perfect plan here. So remember that package that I gave that I gave you in exchange for the cricket on the way here. Oh no, I was already ahead of you as I bring out this package, looking just wrapped inside some of the flesh of the rainbow fruit. <laughs> I rub my hands together, as well as a bioluminescent flower. Oh, okay. nice. 
Okay. Because I, I had that specimen kicking around. Yeah. Yeah. So I and I'm gonna remove the spores and the spe- and the flowers from my list. I'm okay. gonna use these distant sea spices as well. Okay. It is the it is the time. Perfect. <laughs> Mild hallucinogenics do no harm. They're even legal in some American states. And most Canadian. Well, they're le- they're legal in the states, but did we say not these the were mild though? It's a, it's a big dose. It's for everybody. <laughs> they yeah. also are very large, right? So yeah, exactly, exactly. This will just bring it to the next level. It'll yeah. be. It won't be Team Rocket all over again. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, that's a good one. So you guys, you prepare this beautiful meal. And it's just a giant. This is for suppered, right? So this is like dusk, like sunset. Uh, you know what? It's funny enough. You guys made it here pretty quick. That it's probably barely even noon now, right? Because you you only cut a path to get here. So you haven't been going that long, and you started right at dawn. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's it's barely even noon. So it's probably a lunch. This is like a huge lunch spread you're putting out in front of them. Amazing. And they start digging in all of these large, there's easily a dozen or dozen and a half of them. And they're just devouring this. And it's uh, juices dripping down them as they're eating more and more. They can't get enough of it. It's it's incredible. I, I look over at Jisan and I like bring up a fist. Yeah, we're definitely going to fist bump over that and maybe even like a really cringe worthy edgelord pose. <laughs> oh no. We're talking Go. a thousand dabs. Go yeah. mess over there like, you know, I'm I am actually a trained sous chef. <laughs> Oh. I'm, I'm gonna like gesture that he should be da- like without uh, stopping my own dab while we're holding it for way too long I'm like kind of like just like you know like nodding like you know get in here <laughs> he gets in there with like a respectable distance you know covered in thorns but I'm just I'm just staring at this but like also I've got like a plate of the food in front of me and I'm just like staring at it and staring at them and staring at it and staring at them and being like damn this looks good but also I'm afraid post-apocalyptic are you rook are you eating it i'm contemplating eating it but i'm so skeptical that i haven't actually tried yet okay um scraps is sniffing at it maybe a little more intently (laughs) but has not yet eaten because good doggo fair enough the apes as they're eating it they start kind of you can see they're starting to get a little out of it you know that it's it's starting to kick in the stuff you've put in here and they're kind of looking at you guys and they're taking their bites a little slower and that leader guy he walks over to you uh jison and he gets really close like he's within an inch of you and all of a sudden, all four arms just go around you. And he gives you this big hug. And he, like, picks you up and then puts you back down and goes, wow, that was good. Right? 
That is not what I expected to happen. <laughs> I'm just one smug mushroom right now. <laughs> <laughs> and this this guy, he goes, my name is Dokus. And I'm kind of the the leader around here. You know, I've been cultivating this tree for a long time. And that was that's the best rainbow fruit meal I've ever eaten in my life. You got to tell me how you made that. Uh, unfortunately, it's one of those things where unless you're a trained chef of my caliber, you wouldn't be able to pull it off. I don't mean that to be insulting, but I mean, like the rainbow fruit is an amazing material, but it really does require, you know, a masterful chef to be able to bring out its potential. Infinite colors, infinite uses. I finger guns at CT. He gets it. <laughs> he he just kind of looks at the two of you, and he's he's definitely starting to feel it more and more now. And he goes, "I get it. I get it. Yeah. No. There's." And he just starts looking at the tree, and like as the wind's kind of blowing it, you can see the leaves, and he's like swaying with the tree. And he goes, "So many colors. You're right." Can I use a whisper? Go for it. I want to use my sunset through the branches to create like this perfect like beams of light through the branches reflecting off each tree and dewdrop and and just creating like this perfect array of peace and friendship <laughs> that, the, yes. that they've never seen before. Like a miracle has dawned on this day that they've met visitors. <laughs> yes, please uh, mark off that whisper. And yeah, no, the light just starts hitting this tree perfectly and as it hits all the fruits these crystalline fruits start spreading rainbows everywhere and you see all of these apes just start weeping uncontrollably <laughs> i broke them Dude, i this take is the like... plate that i have and i just chuck it over the nearest edge <laughs> Oh man, Dionysus that's a good, would be proud. That's a good adventure, I tell you what. <laughs> yeah, these they just start weeping and they're just they're all sitting there holding hands and like they're holding your guys' hands and they're going, This is the most beautiful thing we've ever seen. How? We've we've tended to this tree for years and years and we've always loved it. But now now we look at it and it's all new. It's as if we were small babes being cradled by our mother in the tree. <laughs> and they're just they're weeping as like like full on like anime rivers of tears going down their face. Just studio Ghibli tears. Yes. Oh yes. It's my. Giant it's just like the bubbling and yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just uh, obscene tears. And <clears throat> the largest one, Dokus, uh, turns to you. And he just bows to the four of you. And he goes, you four travelers, you must be some kind of, like, I don't, some kind of gods or something or spirits of old. But whoever you are, and he, he just rummages around and he pulls out um, from one of the ships. It's a, it's a seedling. And he goes, here, it is one of the few seedlings we've ever gotten off of the tree. Oh my and he, god. And he, he passes it to you, Jison. And I you can add it. you can add um uh rainbow fruit seedling 
to your specimens. Time to cook that up. <laughs> no, throw it! Throw it! I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Just omelets the seed. Just eat it. Right. Swallow it. Absolutely. Like, your spores just start glowing rainbow a little bit and then die down. <laughs> Neat. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. No, he just he just looks at you and he just he's amazed as as I assume you guys like head back into your uh, Delta flyer and go towards the ship. After I offer my name and the name of our boat and say that we wish to to return and be graced with the presence of the tree in their company. Uh, yeah. Docus looks at you. I wish to keep Docus. Yeah, no, that's fair. Docus looks at you and hands you a map. I'm not going to say it's a chart because it's, um, it's... He hands you a map to find the tree easily again. And... Um, he, you can put it down in charts, I guess, if you want. You can say rainbow fruit chart. Make sure we don't lose this. It's this yeah. a secret location. Um, yeah. So Zitzi, he gives you it and he goes, I will never fear spiders again, my friend. And he tries to hug you, but he can't quite get enough grasp on you because you're just a million spiders. And I, so he can't lift you. <laughs> I imitate what happened when I fell on Rook. Because that, cause, cause that's a hug. And you just, just collapse like, on him? my form and kind of stick to him. <laughs> just turn into a bag of spiders. Yeah. <laughs> basically hugging a beanbag right now that's yeah. alive. Yeah, he's <laughs> hugging a surging beanbag in a nice I think it'd be way. great. Right after he's like, I'll never fear spiders again. And then that happens. <laughs> and he's just like, Ree! Yeah, no, he definitely, he definitely realized he made a mistake. But he's too high and too happy to realize that also. I'm, I'm still talking so. and say that I accept his friendship. And glad he does not fear us no more. Uh, yeah, and he'll, just, he'll wave as you guys leave. And they're all just crying and... Just so happy. Waving back with all the color, with like all the new rainbow flags I have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I think uh, we'll end the episode there. That seems like a good spot to end it off on. Uh, I was Ian. I was Austin. I am Bev. I'm Dylan. And I will always be Jonathan. And we're sponsored by nobody. Signing off. <laughs>